Hello, this is Pastor Sam DeChico from the Conquer Baptist Church of Wilmington, Delaware. We're so glad you could join us for today's broadcast. Conquer Baptist Church is located at 2510 Marsh Road in North Wilmington. We'd like to invite you out to one of our services. Presently, we have services Sunday morning at 11 o'clock and Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, we also have an online service, 6.30 Sunday evening. We're the home of Conquer Christian Academy, a school that goes from K2 through 12th grade. If you need any more information about our church or school ministry, visit our website, conquerbaptistchurch.org. In John chapter 15, Jesus gives a beautiful analogy about our relationship with him. In verse number one, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. So he identifies, first off, that God is a, a gardener as such, uh, one who would own land that would have a vineyard on it. And Jesus says that he is the true vine. In verse number two, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that he that beareth fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. He introduces branches. The branches would be us Christians who are an offshoot of Jesus. We're connected to Jesus. He's the vine. We are the branches. And then fruit comes from us. Verse number three, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him the same, bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. If you notice, we kept reading the word abide over and over again. Abide simply means to stay close, to to become, in essence, one with something or someone. And Jesus continued continually said that as the branch of uh, in, in which he is the vine, we as branches need to abide in him. I mean, we need to stay connected to him, that we can't live apart from him, that we, we cannot exist without him. And if we are going to be successful in a Christian walk, it simply is that we have to realize that he is the vine, we are the branches, and the more we abide in him, uh, the more that uh, we produce as Christians fruit. As we think about this analogy, we realize that Jesus also uh, told us that if we don't abide in him, uh, what happens is that uh, we are cut off, in essence, meaning that we we have no spiritual growth. We have no fruit to show forth. We have nothing really of spiritual value. Uh, we're cut off. We're withered up, meaning that, um, once again, we're not, we're not productive as Christians. And as Christians, we realize that the more that we abide in him, uh, the better off we'll be. Now, what does it simply mean to abide in him? Well, verse 7, I think, gives us the key to this phrase or this word abiding in him. It says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. My words abide in you. How do we abide in Jesus? Well, we abide in Jesus when his words abide in us. Well, what is his words? His words is the word of God, the Bible. And Jesus is the living word. The word was made flesh, John tells us. So as we think about uh, abiding in him, that simply means that on a regular daily basis, if I'm to abide in Jesus, 
I have to abide in his word. His word now has to abide in me. That comes through reading the Bible. That comes through meditating on the Bible. That comes through studying the Bible. That comes in obeying the Bible. That comes in uh, looking at the word of God and asking, how does this apply to me? How does this work in my life? What shall I do to take the scriptures that I read and I study and use them in my life in a practical way. We are abiding in him. And so as we read the word, we're abiding. As we go to church and hear the word, we're abiding. As we listen to sermons like this one, we are abiding. As we uh, meditate on the word of God, we are abiding. As we memorize scriptures, we're abiding. These are all ways in which we abide in Jesus. His word has to abide in us. So if we're going to get to know Jesus, we have to know the word. If we are going to understand who Jesus is and become more like him, we have to take his word and we have to understand. And so we read the Bible. We read about Jesus. We read about how he lived, how he loved people, how he forgave people, how he dealt with people, uh, how he showed mercy mercy and love and forgiveness. And each and every uh, story, in each and every page that we read in the Word of God, Jesus is revealed to us. So his words now abide in us. And so when we have to make decisions in life, his word that's abiding in us helps us make those decisions. When we have to react and, and, and speak back or um, <clears throat> do something in response to, to someone or, or some situation, we study the word. We understand what the word has to say. It abides in us. So what happens if we abide in Jesus and his word abides in us? Well, several things. First off, he says, you'll bear fruit. You'll bear fruit. Uh, he talks about how that a, a, a branch has to bring forth fruit. Now, of course, um, you know, in biblical days, uh, uh, there were many gardens or many vineyards, and certainly uh, there were grapes and uh, were, were very valuable um, to make grape juice or wine, and so they would take the 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 fruit off of the of the branches. Um, you know, olive trees would bring forth uh, fruits, and you know the branches would bring forth olives, so they could use that for oil and. And uh, you know, so it was very valuable. The fruit had to come off the branches. And so what is fruit? Fruit is simply an offshoot of, of a branch, which is an offshoot of the vine. So if, if a tree, an olive tree or, uh, you know, or, or, or a vineyard in which, uh, you know, grapes were, were growing off a vine and the branches that did not have any fruit, they really didn't have the the value and the use that they needed to have. So what is Jesus teaching here? That we have to abide in him and we'll be fruit bearing. How do we bear fruit? Well, our praise unto God is bearing fruit. Our good deeds is bearing fruit. Our winning people to Jesus is good fruit. Our holy life is good fruit. Our praise, our worship, our, our spirituality, anything we do for the cause of Jesus and for the kingdom of God, is our fruit. And so for some people, they have ministries, specific ministries in which uh, they're able to reach people, a people group, and that becomes their fruit. There's others that uh, have ministries that um, of helps, and, and uh, they, they help people continually and encourage people and uplift people. That's their fruit. There's others uh, who have ministries in which they're praising and worshiping the Lord all the time, and, and that becomes their fruit. So fruit is, is any good thing, any valuable thing that comes from our, our spiritual life. And so the more I abide in Jesus, the, the more fruit that I have. 
verse uh, <clears throat> 4 says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except you abide in me. No man, uh, no more can you except you abide in me. So you can't produce good fruit. You can't have good attitudes and, and win people to Jesus and, and a holy life and praise and worship and all these good things if you don't abide in him, if his word doesn't abide in you. And so the first thing that we do is we now are bearing fruit. Um, we see that in verse number five. He tells us, he that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Once again, he's reminding us that without him, we don't bear fruit. And and it, the more we have of him, the more we have of his word, the more fruit we bear. So he wants us to bring forth much fruit, much fruit, an abundant supply of fruit. So we need to look and see, you know, try to evaluate uh, how much time do I spend in a word? And and because I'm spending time in a word, do I see fruit from my labor? Do I see fruit from my life? And, and so the first thing that we realize is that we can bring forth much fruit. And then in verse number seven, he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Another uh, benefit of abiding is that we will have answers to prayer. He says that if if my word abides in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now notice it says if you ask what you will, what you will. Now this is not just a, uh, you know an invitation to pray recklessly and carelessly. The Bible talks about that in James. You can pray amiss to consume it upon your lust. And he's not talking about just anything you want in life. You know you just pray about it, you're going to get it. But if you're his words are abiding in you, you start thinking like Jesus. You start talking like Jesus. You start becoming more Christ-like in every aspect of your life. And so now your prayer life changes. Your prayer life becomes more Christ-like. And so because you're, you're, you're abiding now, you know things to pray for. You know what you shouldn't be praying for. And so this increases your prayer life. This increases your answers to prayer. And so he says, if, if you're abiding me, in essence, Jesus, now I can trust you. I can give you the things that you're praying about. And so we're going to see uh, answers to prayer. Maybe that's one of the reasons our prayer life has been stagnant. Maybe we, we're not abiding enough. We're not praying enough. You see, uh, and, and we're not in his word enough. You see, the word and prayer are hand in hand. As we study the word, we understand the heart of God better. And then as we pray, we're able to pray according to the will of the Father. And we all then receive the answers that he promises us. And so we have to understand that uh, if we abide in him, it will increase our prayer life. In verse number eight, he says, Herein is my Father glorified that you, bring, that you bear much fruit, so you shall be my disciples. So when we are abiding in him, we become his disciples, his followers. And when we are following Jesus, the Father is glorified. Isn't that why we were created to glorify God? Isn't that our main purpose in life is to bring honor and glory to God? You know, we're not our own. We are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your, in your spirit, which are God's. So God made us. God redeemed us. And it's all because of, of him wanting to receive glory for his creation. So the more that we are bearing fruit, the more that we are abiding in him and, and bringing forth this wonderful fruit that we're able to, we're glorifying God. And we are bringing uh, honor and praise to his name. So we glorify God. And then he continues and tells us down in verse 11, these things have I written unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. And then 
as we uh, bring forth fruit, what's happening? We, we have this joy about us. We're, we're doing the will of God. We're, we're being successful in a Christian life. We're, we're not being defeated by the devil. We're not uh, being defeated by our, our own sinful desires. And uh, next thing you know, uh, our life is productive. And, and we look at our life and, and we're thankful that, that we're winning people to Jesus and that, and that we're, we're accomplishing things spiritually and we're being a blessing and we're using our spiritual gifts for his honor and glory. And it brings joy in our life. You know, people look for joy in all the wrong places. They think if they can find, you know, entertainment in the world, that'll bring them joy. If they can find the right certain person in life, uh, you know, that person will bring them joy. And we many times connect our joy to the wrong things. And yes, people can bring us joy, but sometimes people don't bring us joy. And yes, things in life can bring us joy, but, you know, things in life are temporary and, and, and ultimately they're not going to bring us joy in the, in the big scheme of things. But the only way to have true joy is by abiding in Him, letting His Word abide in us. We do His will. We accomplish His, his goals in our life. We bring forth fruit in our life and then what happens uh, we glorify God and our joy is full you know I hope uh, today that you'll realize that uh, you have an opportunity to abide in Jesus yes we we abide by prayer we abide by uh, meditation but but it all starts with the Word of God and I just want to challenge you today to get more into the Bible. I want to challenge you to read more, to meditate more, to study the Word, to memorize Scripture, to apply Scripture, to, to allow the Word of God to flow through you. For He is the, the vine. We are the branches. And if I stay connected to His Word, what's going to happen? I'm going to bring forth fruit. And not just some fruit, but much fruit. And then I, I'm going to see answers to prayers. And then I'm going to glorify God. And then my joy, my joy will be full if we abide in him and his words abide in us.